Good morning. Uh, next week could be, keep standing for two extra seconds, but uh, it's going to be a great morning. Uh, next week could be, could be my first Father's Day. Could be. Can you believe it? Will be. Sam's prophesying. It's good. Uh, we're due in three days. So, already a dad. I've been practicing my dad jokes for many years. So, I'm well, I'm well ready. But I uh, keep practicing. <laughs> Thank you. But it's uh, so good to have Pastor Richard and Kate with us here this morning. Uh, you, I don't know if you know uh, the lingo around uh, musicians and bands and worship teams, but often in a, in, a, in a band, you'd have what we call a BV. Does anyone know what a BV stands for? Yeah, Liz? A, a, backing, a backing vocal. A backing vocal, someone who's just like the, the wingman like the, or the wingwoman in, in terms of they just do the harmonies. They, they, they're backing up the lead singer and, uh, or the worship leader or whatever. And so uh, I've got a BP here this morning, and that's Pastor Richard. He's, he's my backing preacher because if I get a call saying Beck's going into labor, we're going to do a relay. Rich is going to get up, and he's going to take the rest. But um, so good to be here this morning. want to welcome all our guests with us. And uh, so always great to have people uh, here on a Sunday morning, and uh, I'm excited. We just finished our relationship series. It's complicated. Uh, who feels a little less, like it's a little less complicated, hopefully, but uh, I think it's good. And uh, next week, as Tyler said, uh, we're going into our series on faith, which is such an important series. Faith is literally, like literally the one of the most important things we could talk about. It, 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 faith is the access point into everything that God has promised us. And, uh, and so that's going to be amazing to kick off next week. And so this week's kind of a little little week in the middle where I get to just kind of speak on whatever I want to. And that's nice. And so I'm excited for this morning. So why don't you just close your eyes. Let me pray uh, as we get into the Word. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We love you, Lord. We give you this moment. We open our hearts to you. We open our ears and our eyes to hear and see what you're seeing, God, what you're showing us, what you're saying to our hearts. And we just thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord. It wouldn't be my words this morning, but it would be words from your mouth straight into our lives. Thank that you love us, that you're with us, that you're for us. And we give you all the honor this morning. And we give you permission, Lord, to have your way. Do what you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, we thank the Lord one more time. Give Him a hand. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, you can thank the band as well. Aren't they magnificent? John and Roxy and Han do an incredible job. And uh, it's good. Oh, you know what I love, uh, I was thinking about, I think about a lot, is that the church is not a building. We're all on the same page on that, right? We all, we all know, you know, often, you know, if you've uh, been, you know, been to Europe or you, you've done some travel or even here in Sydney and you can see around and we, you, know, you, you see churches, right? And you see, and often we think about the, the, the actual church as a building or as a cathedral or these amazing buildings around the world. But, you know, really at the end of the day, they're just buildings. And that the church is not a building. The church is actually a group of, of people. It's a group of, of people who, who come together around Christ. And that's what the church is. It's more than a Sunday service. It's more than the 90 minutes that we spend each, uh, each and every Sunday together. It's more than all of that. It is just, it is us. 
It is who we are together. We are the church. We don't attend church. We are the church. And I think that's awesome. And and I want to encourage you that we exist as the church to reach and to, to better our city. A church should, should, be, should bless the city that it's in. A church should be a group of people that serve and love the city that they exist in. And, uh, and to help people know freedom and, and find community and discover purpose. That's the heart of the church. And when I say the church, I don't mean an organized service or an organized program or, 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 or a Sunday service or a building, but actually us we exist to help people know Jesus. We exist to help people find community. We exist to help people discover purpose. It's us, and it's our calling, and, and, I, and that gets me excited. That gets me excited because it means that we all have a part to play in that. It's not just me up here or, 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 or the people during the week organizing the logistics. It's all of us together as a body have a part to play in that body, and that's exciting. And I, I just want to give you a little glimpse into what I see for the future of C3 Roselle. Is that all right? I see, like, because in light of what I just said, that it's not just a building, it's not just a Sunday service, it's not any of that, it's who we are, then, then, I, then the vision I see for the church, which is us, not this building, is the, the, the work that we do and the things that we do uh, that outside the walls of this space are more important than the things that happen within it. It's not just about this, this, this 90 minutes. It's about what we do Monday to Saturday. And that, that, that's what I see. I see all of us scattered across our workplaces, in our families, in our homes, in the universities, and, we, and, and loving this city, caring for this city, valuing the people in this city. I see connect groups in every suburb of the inner west. That's what I see. Homes. People in homes gathered around tables, finding community and finding life together. That's what I see. Can you imagine? There are about, you know, I think there's 20 suburbs in the inner west. There might be 21. But in every suburb, a home that's got a table of people gathered around it. Can you imagine that for a second of what that would look like, the way that would change and that there were little hubs of activity and pockets of, of, of God, God, God people who, who are doing things in their area. And, all, and then we come and gather together on Sundays and that's awesome and we celebrate and we hear the word, but then we scatter again and we, and we gather together in homes and around tables and in cafes and we're helping create doors for people to walk into the house of God. And, uh, and that's what I see. And, uh, but what it is, is, is for that to happen, we have to be of one spirit. We have to be of, of one mind together. And the Bible always talks about this. Paul constantly kind of hammers the message that we, we are, as a body, we are of one spirit. We're one body, but we're many parts. And so we have different personalities and uh, different giftings, and there's different expressions of all, all that. And we've all come from different backgrounds, and, and it's amazing. But what, the beautiful thing is when you come into the house of God and, and, you, and you come around Christ, even though we're completely different, Trust me, I know how different I am from you, and you know how different you are from me. But the beauty is that even in our difference, there's unity because there's Christ. And there's being in Christ is the spirit of Christ, is the essence of Christ, which makes us one. So therefore, someone could meet you in, in Leichhardt or Piermont or Marrickville or, or Balmain, and, and then they could meet four to five different people in the house but they had the same experience because there's one spirit. 
And so they, there's different conversations and different things happening. And one person in here might want to, you know, a really great conversation. The next person might have just prayed for you because they're just, they're, that's just their thing. They love praying for you. But then another person might take you out kayaking. I don't know. And so we've all got different expressions of how we express the love of God. It could be through coffee, kayaking, or prayer. It doesn't matter. But the fact is that the spirit behind it all is the same. It's the Spirit of Christ. And, uh, and so I want to really, what I want to talk about this morning is what is that common spirit? What, what is that essence that when they meet you, when they meet Viv out at Maroubra uh, making coffee, or they meet me, uh, you know, on a Thursday when I'm out here at Roselle, or they, you know, whatever, they meet Imogen on the campus at Sydney Uni, no matter where they meet us, what is that common spirit? And that, that, that brings us together, and the people go, hey, you're one of those people. You're one of those. You, you, you're, you're from that church. You've heard about that church, right? We know about that church. You know that. I won't get into it. And so if, if, you're, if you're writing uh, notes this morning, or uh, the, t- the title of my message is, it, it, it all hangs on this. It all hangs on this. And uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be the, the most simple message you've ever heard. But I assure you it will be the most important. <laughs> Matthew 22 and verse uh, 37, it says this. Uh, the, the Pharisees had just asked Jesus, what is, they're trying to trick him. And they say, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And in uh, Matthew 22 and verse 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Isn't that amazing? This is, this is like the single most incredible thing Jesus says. He's literally saying that everything that has happened for the th- last thousands of years in the, in the, that's been recorded in Scripture, from the creation to the prophets to the law to Moses, everything, it all hangs on this, love the Lord your God, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Everything, everything you've heard up until now hangs on this. So what is the spirit, the tone, and the heart that, that, that defines us as a community of believers? It is that we love God and we love people. That's it. That's it. Come on, that is it. That's, that's, that is the essence of who we are. That is the essence. God forbid the day that my reputation is more than that. God forbid that when people meet me, the, 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 the thing they remember most is my dress sense or anything else about me, my lack of socks or the rips in my jeans that are meant to be there, I promise, or, or my strawberry blonde tinge of a beard, but actually the, the reputation that would be that, hey, he loves God and he loves people. And then when they meet Peter, you know, out uh, doing his thing, and, and they, it's, it's not that he's a strikingly handsome man, it's not that he rocks a sweater like nobody's business, it's that he loves God and he loves people. Come on. 
Come on, when they meet, when they meet Hannah, and it's, it's not even that she's an amazing worship leader. It's not even that she can like rock the most beautiful melodies under the sun. It's not, but actually that she loves God and she loves people. Come on, when they see Josh doing his thing, uh, you know, in these high-end, very important meetings that affect all of us. It's not that he's a, you know, incredible genius strategist or an unbelievable uh, manager of people, but it's that that he, hey, he loves God and he loves people. It's a common tone with different things, different gifts, different roles, different places, different contexts, but the same spirit, the same reputation, the same tone that, hey, they love God. They love people. It wouldn't be amazing if as a community we were all known as people who just love God and love people. What, is it, what does it mean to love God? I reckon, I mean, let's contextualize it a bit. To love God is to love His Word. So I, I just love, I love the Word of God. I, I love, what I want to hear what God has to say. I want to be there on Sunday because I want to, I, I, I love His house. Come on, I, I love gathering with, 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 his, with, with, the, with the family of God and, and encouraging each other and hearing the Word and worshiping together. I love prayer because I love being in His presence. And to love God has real, it's not just an idea. It's not just I love the idea of God. I love God. I worship God. He's amazing. I love Him. It's a response. I love God. I love everything that God represents. We love Him. And, then, and it's, it's front-footed. It's unapologetic. You know, you know when you love someone, it's, it's like there's, it's dust, you don't care about anything else. It's like, uh, it's, it's abandoned. It's, it's completely like you've just, it's like David dancing undignified before the Lord. He's just like, you know what? I don't care who's watching. I don't care how it makes me sound. I don't care what you feel. I don't, it doesn't matter because I love, it's like, it's like almost like irrational. It's like, it's like your first date, you know? Maybe it's the third, like when you really figured out you like them. And suddenly, like, there's, there's no rules anyway. It's just like, no, no, I'd just, I'd do anything for you. It's that kind of, lo- I love God. Come on, when was the last time we felt that love for God? I, oh, I just can't wait. I remember um, I, got, I, got, I came to church, didn't grow up, you, you know this, but I didn't grow up in a Christian family and sort of started coming to church around 15, 16. And uh, my, my high school was 100 meters from uh, the church at Oxford Falls, literally just across the road from each other. And I came to Christ in year 11. And at the same time, another massive revelation in my life happened. It was the revelation of free periods. You know what I'm talking about, right? Free periods in high school, in year 11 and 12. Um, and and it's amazing. I'm like, w- w- you mean I get the next 50 minutes to do anything I want? Since then, they've changed the rules in our study periods, probably because of people like me. But um, and, and, and so this free, but I had just I had just come to Christ. I had just discovered uh, God, and I and I loved Him. And so I remember in my free periods, like it's, the church is a hundred meters away, and there's a there's a prayer chapel there, so you can just go and hang out and just spend your know, time. I remember literally running across, like running. I mean, I'm like 16, like, you know, you know that awkward, it's just everything's awkward. Uh, but I'm, but I'm just, I just remember running, running to be in that prayer chapel, running to be in God's presence. When was the last time we, just, we like just ran into the presence of God? Like couldn't wait to get into his presence, couldn't wait to get home and to get back into his word. 
couldn't wait to get up so we could spend more time with him. That's, that, that's, that's the love that God's looking for. And we love people. Come, we love people. It's not, we don't, we don't, we're not, it's not critical. It's no judgment. It's love. I love, love covers a multitude of sins, the Bible says. We're extra mile, but to love someone is, is to go out of your way for them. To be extra mile, not just to do uh, what's required, but to go above and beyond. That's what it is to love people, to be generous and big spirited, to be like, you know what? No, I, I know that's what, uh, that's what's needed, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop at what's needed. I'm gonna go at what is gonna bless you. What is gonna make you make your day? What's gonna fill you with a sense of, of love and value? We're, that we're willing to get uncomfortable because we love people so much. We're willing to be inconvenienced because we love people so much. We're willing to lay down our pride because we love people. So we're willing to lose. An argument because we love people. Come on, that's a big one. Come on, we're willing to lay down our own opinions because we love them more than we love our own opinion. Come on, we're willing to actually get over ourselves and, and let go of some things and some, some little things that we've got that we, that, that we always hold on to and let it go because we love them and they're more important than anything else. We love people. John 13, it says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples so that that it's it's that reputation of of loving God but loving people and it says by that everyone will know that we're part of that church we're those disciples we're that people we're that group of people because of the way we love each other in 1 John 4 and verse 21 it says and he has given us this command anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Isn't that amazing? But in saying all that, if we're all honest with ourselves, we can struggle, right? We can struggle with loving God. We can struggle with loving people. That's a real, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like when I am on my way to work and there's uh, some very annoying person who's driving in front of me and doesn't know which lane he wants to be in, that's, they, this tests my love for people. This really tests, or when I'm in uh, the coffee shop and, uh, uh, that I go to, and you know, they have these pre-made sandwiches, and then there's one left of the flavor that I want, and the person in, the line, in front of me orders the one that I want, I'm not sure if I love them anymore. Like, just for a split second, and then I, you know, repent, and it's all good, but... but If we're honest, to love people can be a struggle. Like sometimes loving God can be, you know, like that's kind of, you know, up there, but still that can be a struggle sometimes. But to love, to love each other, that's, that can be a struggle. But you know that this command to love God and to love people was actually uh, never meant to be a command that was for God's love. To earn, like we don't, don't, it's not like the old commands where we do it to, to kind of earn our right in God's holiness. It's not what it's about. Actually, these commands will be, will be to be done out of a place of God's love. That we love, the Bible says, because in John 1, 4, 19, it says, we love because He first loved us. He first, He first loved us. And we can so easily drift from that place. We drift from understanding that He loves us. And I find that there are telltales 
um, in, in, if you've been sailing before, you may have heard that uh, term, a telltale. A telltale is on a, on a sail. There's little strings that they tape to the sail uh, on both sides. And what happens is, depending on what direction of the, of, of you're, you're facing and where the wind's going from, if, you, if the sail is tr- not trimmed properly, the, the strings will either flop or they'll uh, kind of fly straight like a, like a clean flag. And, 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 and so you watch, the, more than you watch where you're going, more than you watch uh, everything else, you, wa- you just watch those little strings. That's how you sail. You just watch the strings and, and, and you just slowly make little movements to make those strings fly straight. They're telltales. And what the telltales are telling you, they tell a tale, that, you're, that you need to shift course slightly, that you need to change direction slightly. And, I, and we all have telltales in our life that tell us that we need to come back to the love of God. I know in my life there are certain things that are telltales for me. And we all have different tells, different things in our life depending on our background, our experiences, our personality, all this kind of stuff, little things that go. And when I see that in my life, I'm like, hang on a second, I need to recenter myself. So when I know I'm starting to try and please people, it's a tell for me. I need to go back to that place where I'm not, I'm, not just, I'm not just trying to earn God's love. I'm not working for it. I'm actually doing it out of an overflow. And, and, and so I need to come back to the love of God. When I'm feeling a little insecure about my future, that's a tell for me. It might not be for you. You might have a different tell. But it's, oh, what's, the tell, what's the telltale in my life that's telling me, hey, that's, I'm reacting in this situation. Oh, I'm getting angry here a bit quicker than I normally do. That could be a tell. Yeah, and so I go back. Oh, I need to come back to the love of God. I need, to, I need to receive His love again so that I can start to love God and love people with no strings attached. I found that the biggest enemy of living in love is disappointment. I find the biggest thing that makes us drift off course is disappointment. And it could be, uh, could be that circumstances disappointed us. Things didn't happen the way we thought they were going to happen. Things didn't work out. Things didn't come together. People can disappoint us. They didn't keep a promise, didn't keep their word, let us down. They um, failed to meet an expectation we would hope they would meet. But even God, we, we feel like God can sometimes disappoint us where God doesn't come through in the way we thought he was going to come through. And we get disappointed, and that disappointment, it lowers our faith because it kind of gets hard to believe. It gets hard to have faith. It's like, oh, but last time I had faith, and it didn't work out, or the last time I believed for that, and I haven't seen it yet, and we get disappointed, and it causes us to drift from the love of God. And therefore, when we've drifted from that place, we stop loving God, and we stop loving people. And so I found that we've got to keep those disappointments and those areas in check in our lives. I've found the things that make us drift are not these big things, it's the little things. These little, you know like when you go to splinter and it can be like more pain, painful than like a broken leg because it's this little thing that's just under the skin and, 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 and easy to miss sometimes, but it can cause the most pain. And sometimes there are little areas that we haven't dealt with, little, little things, little disappointments, little letdowns, little little broken places that we haven't uh, managed that's starting to erode our faith, starting to erode that sense of God's love in our lives that we need to uh, be on top of. It's, it's those little moments. And to stay in the place of love, we need to stay in that place of belief. We need to stay in faith. We need to keep believing God's good. We need to keep being uh, positive and understanding that, no, no, God's for me. He's not against me. Because when we stop experiencing the fullness of his love, we stop caring if other people experience it too. 
when we stop experiencing, when we're like, oh, I haven't, because I'm disappointed, I'm not, I'm not, I can't go to faith anymore. So we stop experiencing the love of God. And when we stop experiencing, we're like, you know what? I, 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 there's, there's a lack of motivation to see other people experience it too, because we've stopped experiencing it. If I can grab uh, Roxy back up, that would be awesome. I found that um, there's, in Martha is a great, uh, I love Martha. She's such a character in the Bible. She was someone who got severely disappointed because her brother was sick and she was close with Jesus and she thought Jesus would come and, and heal her brother, Lazarus. And it's interesting, Jesus took his time. Isn't that one of the biggest disappointments when we, we feel like God's taking his time? And it got to the point when eventually Jesus came to their house and Lazarus had already died. And she was so disappointed to the point where her faith had dropped. It was too hard to believe. And she had started justifying the promises of God of one day. I know you're the resurrection at the end of days. And so Jesus was, he finally got there and she's thought, oh, it's too late. I'm sorry. I've given up hope. She's like, oh, I know one day it'll work out. But sometimes our disappointments can, can manifest in a sense of that we just start justifying uh, things for one day. Oh, that might happen one day. I'm not holding out. But we stop believing for today. And Jesus' response was, I am the resurrection. I am. I am. In other words, I'm right in front of you. I'm here now, right now. I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe? And he, and he finished, he said, do you believe this? Do you believe this? We need to come back to his love. We need to believe again. We need to believe again. I love this scripture before we finish. In Psalm 120, 103, it says this, Praise the Lord, my soul, forget not, forget not, Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all, everyone say all, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's how God loved us. That's how we receive His love. The psalmist is saying, praise all oh my soul, praise, love, I love God because He's forgiven all your sins. Big, little, in the past, yesterday, this morning, tomorrow, all healed all your diseases. Come on, God's loved us. God's loved us. And I wonder if we were to take stock of our own lives and ask ourselves, hey, do I, do I have that love for God? Do I have that love for people? And if there's a, oh, you know what? I've kind of slumped. Kind of slumped in that. Come on, the, the trick isn't to try and love God more try and love people more. That's not that. It's to come back and say, hey, we love because He's first loved us. 
How has He loved us? He forgave all our sins. He's healed all our diseases. He's pulled us up out of situations that we couldn't get out of by ourselves. Redeemed us from the pit. He satisfied every desire with good things. And He restores our youth so that we soar again. Come on, if you've forgotten how much God has loved you, that's how He's loved us. That's how He's loved us. I'll finish on this scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. It's my favorite quote. Hebrews 3, it says this, We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly till the end. We have come to share in Christ, if we indeed hold our original conviction firmly to the end. Let's believe again and have faith again. Come on, for everything God has given us. Everything God has given us. Maybe you're a little let down by certain things in life, by circumstance, by people, or even by God. Let's come back and hold fast again that He is faithful and has loved us in every way imaginable so that we can freely Love God, love people. Amen. Why don't you close your eyes as we finish? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just before we finish, with no one looking around, just to respect each other's privacy, if you want to come back and receive that love, receive the love of God, maybe you've never done this, maybe you've never made a decision to uh, accept and receive and embrace the love that God has for us, the love that wipes the slate clean, washes away everything that causes us pain and shame. Maybe you have, but for whatever reason, you got stuck and a little disappointed and, and you need to receive the love of God again. No one looking around. If that's you, you want to accept that love either for the first time or maybe again, for, why don't you slip your hand up right now? No one's looking around. This is just between you and God. It's just a little step to say, God, I want to receive your love this morning. I want to receive your grace this morning. Awesome. I see that hand. Awesome. I see that hand. Anybody else? Awesome. I see that hand. Anybody else? Why don't you just, it's between you and God. Just say, God, I want to receive that love. I want to know your love. I want to know your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. Anybody else? It's five more seconds. If you want to put your hand up, do it. You can do that now. Just before we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why don't we stand to our feet?